It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome tonight's guests. She's supported accused criminals as a defense attorney and Raiders cheerleader. Great intro, outnumbered co-host Emily Campagno. She's an expert on disgust and sexuality. So she's here for research purposes. Evolutionary psychologist Diana Fleischman. He's the perfect comic for clubs at 30% capacity, writer and comedian Joe DeVito. And her last name is Polish for Talks Too Much. Fox News contributor, Kat Tim. She escaped Pyongyang and now fears the woke gang. Did I say it right? <laughs> a, nor- <laughs> a North Korean refugee said she always thought the United States was the land of the free. And then she went to college here. <laughs> Yonami Park, did I do it? Told Fox News that she'd attended Columbia University assuming she would enjoy a prestigious education, only to feel like she was being forcibly indoctrinated. I realized, wow, this is insane. I'm like, I literally thought, I thought America was that different. And I just saw so much similarity that I saw in North Korea. And I was started worrying about this country. Park said there were many moments, like hearing all of her professors uh, blame white men for every problem in the world, that sounded exactly what she might hear in North Korea, and likened the fear she experienced over accidentally using an incorrect pronoun to the terror she felt over saying the wrong thing in the oppressive regime she fled as a teenager. What really scares her? The student's reaction. And when they just dying to give their rights and power to government, that is like what scares me the most. So sometimes it takes someone who's suffered on the other side of the world to see what we're losing here. Here, students are getting their minds poisoned faster than an opponent of Vladimir Putin. And how ironic is it that students want tuition to be free, but their speech restricted? You know, it's like what Abe Lincoln once said to his wife, Mary Todd. Stop chewing so loudly, you old bag, or I'll strangle you. <laughs> She didn't say that? Oh, I think we're going to have to do a correction on Friday. Yeah. Okay, I read the wrong, I read the wrong book. Kat, maybe she just doesn't understand oppression. Maybe right. it's the professors that understand more than her. Right, like just because she fleed the, this horrible regime and was held captive by human traffickers for two years. It's not like she ever had to hear somebody refer to a group of people as you guys. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. It's like, obviously, and if college were how it should be, how much could people have learned from her mm-hmm. if she wasn't too afraid to share her experience? So true. So true. She was, th- this is what you're supposed to learn out of these open discussions. You obviously could have learned some things about oppression from her, but instead <laughs> she was too afraid of accidentally calling someone the wrong pronoun because English was her third language. It's such a good point. It's such a good point. Diana, you you are in the belly of the beast. Not like the guy that got swallowed by a whale. That, that was, <laughs> a legend. Yes, yes, yes. But to Kat's point, immigrants, no one is going to, no one's preparing immigrants 
for this. They don't, they're, so they're learning a third language or a second language. And now this is the fourth language, which is this bizarro lexicon from the woke. Yeah, I mean, immigrants want to come to the United States because this is the best country mm. to live in and they are, are looking for a better life. Mm. And so nobody admires immigrants for that particular attitude. Mm. Uh, nobody, as you said, is looking to her to say, what is oppression like? What are some pitfalls of your government that we can avoid in our government? Mm -hmm. And also, you know, this, the woke lexicon changes constantly. It's always shifting. Um, words are constantly invented and uh, retired, words that you're not allowed to use anymore. And this just completely disenfranchises people who are learning English as a second or a third language, God. who are the people who are coming here to, to try to find a better life. And I don't think people are really considering how that disenfranchises people who are not speaking English uh, as fluently yeah. as people in the core of the social justice movement. Introducing they to somebody who's learning pronouns mm. in a second language is like a crime. I mean, how are you going to explain this stuff, Emily? It's like they go like, wait a minute, I thought they was for plural. No, 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 they is actually for a separate identity. It's like, they suck. Yes, and in California, in certain realms, that's a misdemeanor. I mean, it's not even like, you're yeah. not just threatened with cancel culture or getting kicked out of class. You're, she's literally being threatened with a misdemeanor. The entire thing I found so profound, and especially her point about how like, all of the um, analogies or like the problems that were used. Like in North Korea, she said how it was like, you know, how many, how many American bastards can you kill with like five bullets or whatever? And then here it was like the only good old white man is a dead old white man. Like it's literally the same from one to another. And she was like, I basically haven't moved at all. It's absolutely frightening. But the worst part to me is the fact that this will get an iota of the amplification that if the professor had used the wrong pronoun, that that story would get. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jordan Peterson was right, by the way, when he yeah. when this when he stood up to this yep. stuff and he got canceled, and now he's he's a good he's a good role model for this sort of thing. But I go back to this this ugly thing about revolution. It's always started and achieved by a tiny minority of people yeah. because everybody else is scared. It's bad because what they're counting on is most decent people saying, all right, I don't want to rock the boat. Mm -hmm. And this weird manipulation of language, I'm concerned that you said misdemeanor. Yes. It might not even be a misdemeanor anymore. That sounds like gendered language. Maybe yes. That's a, <laughs> that could be a them demeanor for all demeanor. Yes. And yeah. And I don't like when they change they because I read stories and I'm like, who's this other guy? I know. Totally. Where's yeah. the group? But that's, that's, <laughs> part, that's part of the scam. The part of the scam is to keep changing language so that you never know what you're saying. So you don't know how to express what you're trying to get across anymore. And the, the fact that she, she lived in what is as close to hell on earth as we have on this planet. And she, oh, there's no oppression like Ivy League oppression. Right. Where she can be in the cafeteria and have students complain that Taco Tuesday is cultural appropriation. Yeah. When she had to crawl across fields just to get the hell out of North Korea. So, yeah, I think, I think Kat's absolutely right that they should take a lesson from this extremely brave and, and iron-willed person, and, and look how easy we have it unite. We have fat people saying they're oppressed. Yes. Do you know how hard it is in the, in the animal kingdom to just even get fat in the first place? It's something that's only happened within the past 50 years that large numbers of any organism could become overweight, and now they are saying they are oppressed. Mm. Unbelievable. They're oppressed by their pants. <laughs> All right. I don't even know what that means. I'm oppressed by my pants. All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Fox News Radio On Demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today. 
Is Biden's anti-terror action merely a convenient distraction? This week, the White House unveiled a plan to combat domestic terrorism. It involves spending $100 million next year to add more bodies at the Department of Justice and the Department of Homeland Security and, at Biden's request, the Department of Ice Cream. <laughs> Meanwhile, in San Francisco, a guy walked into a Walgreens with his bike, filled up a bag of stuff, and then calmly rode away. Of course, in San Fran, he's more likely to get arrested for the bag being plastic. <laughs> now, there's video of it, but I guess the person who shot it had second thoughts about letting TV shows broadcast it. Uh, so Walgreens has closed 17 of its stores due to rampant stealing. CVS has called the city one of the epicenters of organized retail crime. Meanwhile, in Atlanta, residents of the suburb Buckhead pushed for separate police forces as crime rages. So as Biden stresses domestic terror, we should remind him, it's not white terror groups plaguing the cities and poor neighborhoods and causing stores all over to close, leaving the non-white elderly and others to fend for themselves. And don't you think it's odd that we know the name MS-13 as well as ISIS and Al-Qaeda, but we don't know the names of these white terror groups that are more dangerous, according to our president, than those other ones. If I wasn't such a gullible person, I think this is a distraction from the social disintegration of our cities under the Democrats' watch. Can I get a period? period. Joe, is shoplifting like murder a victimless crime <laughs> <laughs> there are some murders i think are victimless crimes. <laughs> give you a list of people uh yeah that was really a horrible video uh yeah. Which, yeah i'm glad we couldn't show it and i have a feeling that the person who shot it um this happens sometimes they have a video and then they don't want to show it because they don't want it to reflect on stereotypes yeah it's being left out of police reports where they don't want to identify the race of the person if they're mm -hmm. if they're not white Right. Which is absurd because you're supposed to be trying to catch this person to prevent further crime. Right. And if they want to prevent, you know, I'm surprised your CVS chimed in. No one's doing this at a CVS because if you try to skip out, they have one of their giant receipts gets wrapped around <laughs> you and they'll just yank you to the ground. Yes. Those yeah, receipts I, I, are dangerous. This is really bad what's happening because it, we're going to get to a world where only the wealthy who can afford private security can defend themselves. Diana, I think you coined the phrase... Uh, what's it called? The Brazilianization? The Brazilification. Yeah, Brazilification. Brazilification. You, you were born in Brazil. To, to what Joe was talking about, what happens when only the rich? Yeah, so one meaning of Brazilification is the fact that there's a huge divide between the wealthy and the poor, partly because of poor economic planning. In mm -hmm. Brazil, they have these huge favelas that are totally unplanned. They steal electricity and water, and they live basically off the grid. Mm -hmm. um, and generally what happens is uh, families, they live in private compounds, they have their own security, and you better believe it that private security is not as sensitive about who they rough up right. as, as the police are. And so that's partly why my family left because we were afraid that they were afraid when I was a baby, I was going to get kidnapped if we stayed in Brazil. Mm -hmm. Wow. But, and it's so funny, I thought Brazilification was something completely different. <laughs> something I got on spring break. <laughs> Don't laugh, I looked great in that Speedo. <laughs> or was it a thong? Yeah. Anyway, Emily, you used to defend criminals like, uh, like this all the time. <laughs> now do you feel guilty? Innocent until proven guilty, first of all. Look, but just to set the landscape, so there in San Francisco where reverse Santa occurred, Yes. keep in mind that the DA there, this is part of that growing trend. So actually, take a step back, and now Biden wants to bolster the DOJ to, to combat white supremacy, right? And he says, we're going to bolster the prosecutors. But what does it matter if half the DAs now in the country are active
activist DAs and are failing to do their job. Gascon in L.A. failing to pursue any type of enhancements. Chisa Budin there in San Francisco. This guy was elected with less than 3,000 votes. He oh. had never prosecuted a day in his life. Jeez. Raised by Weather Underground founders. A commitment to essentially eradicating the entire system of justice and any type of law and order. And he came out to the spike in crime when a female police officer was attacked by a homeless person because her partner was defunded. And he said, oh, it's all the police union's fault. And I quote, it's because they don't want to do their job. Mm -hmm. He blamed the cops for this surge in crimes, in crimes when they are the ones that are, are dying by suicide at spiking rates and getting shot at and assaulted and the like. And his budget is, is has been defunded and so none of them can even work anymore. And so the audacity to me is that the, as the community is being left unprotected, as they're headed toward private security because that's the only way that they can try to protect themselves, the entire system is falling apart because to your point, what's a crime if it's not prosecuted? What's a prosecution if there's no jail time? What's, where's the deterrent consequences for that? And it goes down the chain. So without the elected officials supporting them in the places that they should, in the positions that they should, we're all screwed. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was a really negative <laughs> it's okay. it's Armageddon okay. bleak you know outlook. Speaking of crime, Kat, we know that your husband didn't come home last night. Like, <laughs> do we have this? We, I think we always have the sketch. Uh, if you see this man, do not, do not approach him. He is armed and dangerous. Um, Kat, where are the white supremacist gangs that were, where are these domestic terrorists? This is deeply upsetting uh, because we know historically that, you know, task forces like this, Mm. result in infringement on our civil liberties. Exactly. The good news is the Biden administration said, hey, we, we know about this. It's not going to do that. But the <laughs> bad news is they didn't explain how. Because you're not so going to find any. Their plan to not infringe on civil liberties is we won't do it. Exactly. <laughs> Which makes me feel no better because that's what always happens historically. But this is a virtue signal. Yes, this whole thing is a $100 million dollar virtue signal. Absolutely. And it's like, Taking uh, our money uh, so that they can spend it on also taking our civil liberties away. Which, <laughs> by the way, all this these violent crimes already illegal. Yes, they are already illegal. Our FBI already has every avenue available to investigate and prosecute these things. Mm -hmm. It is a political virtue signal and a civil liberties grab. Got it. All right. Strong topic. Well, thanks to Emily Campagno, Diana, Diana Fyfe, Joe Davido, Cat Tip, our studio audience. I'm Greg Gutfeld. I love you, America. everybody, it's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.